Coast, you know, who left no footprints in his wake as he traveled through Lebanon. There is very little information about him. As you said, there are no driver's licenses, uh, no IDs, no passports, no record of him ever actually leaving Lebanon. There are no properties that are formally registered in his name, though they believe he owned, uh, you know, an apartment in uh, in Junier, which is a town north of Beirut. He owned a jewelry shop in the city, in Beirut itself, and he drove a Mercedes Benz. And, um, uh, you know, very little else is known about him. In fact, there were very few pictures that had even been circulated of him. Uh, the tribunal itself made public two images. Uh, one of them was from his uh, teenage years, another one from the 80s, you know, when he was incarcerated in Kuwait. And it's only today that we're starting to see some more pictures of him uh, from Hezbollah. As I say, it's so difficult to know where, where the rumours end and the facts begin, but there's all these stories that he, that he lived at some stages almost a playboy lifestyle as a Christian in Lebanon. Is, do you think that's true? Um, well, you know, there there is evidence that he had a uh, rather liberal lifestyle for um, uh, for a militant leader. You know, I mean, uh, the documents that provide most of the public information about him, which are court records from the Hariri Tribunal, uh, you know, indicate that he had uh, you know several concurrent girlfriends, that he uh, you know owned a Mercedes Benz, that he had the apartment where he entertained his friends, that he was seen regularly in, uh, in local cafes with his bodyguards. You know, one of the pictures uh, shows him wearing uh, you know a brand. Uh, sunglasses. You know, he seemed to have been a, uh, a rather larger-than-life figure, uh, even though very little is known about him. But as you said, I mean, other than the court records that are out there, uh, you know, based on the uh, on the UN investigation into the Hariri case, there's uh, there's very little that's actually publicly available where one can, you know, distinguish the the rumors from uh, from the real stories. Yeah, well, I should say that we we did uh, talk to the tribunal. We'll be playing that interview uh, later in the program in about 35 minutes' time because they. They did indict him, and they can, we, you know, we'll, we'll have that interview a little later. But just, just on his death, it, there seems to be various accounts. You know, first of all, it happened on Tuesday. It's only just been announced. And was it Damascus? Was it Aleppo? What, what do we know? Uh, so Hezbollah put out a uh, statement earlier this morning uh, saying that he had been killed when uh, when, an ex- when a, m- a mysterious explosion targeted a Hezbollah camp near the Damascus International Airport, and they said that that attack uh, led to his death and the injuries of several others who were uh, who were in the camp. Um, Hezbollah doesn't know yet, uh, you know, what is the cause of the explosion. They said they're exploring whether it was an airstrike, whether it was a missile strike or an artillery strike, uh, and they've said that they will announce uh, the results of the investigation once it's been completed. Of course, he's not the first uh, key Hezbollah official to be killed in uh, Syria. Uh, as I said earlier, Ahmad Mughniya himself was assassinated in the very heart uh, of a security district in Damascus. Uh, so it's an extremely uh, sensitive investigation. But there is another version that it was an internal split, or is that just sort of propaganda? Well, it's really difficult to know. I mean, uh, some uh, rebel groups in Syria are saying that they were responsible. Uh, the uh, you know the fingers immediately were pointed towards Israel, uh, given he's been in uh, in their crosshairs for a long time. Israel assassinated the son of Ahmad Mughni uh, last year in an in an attack uh, near the Golan Heights uh, in Syria. Um, the attack was uh, by by some reports uh, you know aimed at Mustafa Badreddin himself, uh, but the Israelis have not uh, claimed any of the attacks that they've uh, conducted um, you know against certain 
individuals in uh, in in Syria. Uh, so uh, at the moment, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's open to uh, to question whether it was you know Syrian rebel groups or whether it was uh, Israel or whether it was uh, you know uh, an internal dispute. But I'm sure some of the people who are opposed to Hezbollah you know may have an interest in propagating the idea that it was an internal split that perhaps Iran is you know betraying its um, uh, you know its its allies or its proxies uh, as it you know finds a uh, finds itself you know negotiating various deals uh, with the West after the nuclear agreement. And that's Karim Shaheen of The Guardian in Beirut. There is a study out suggesting that disrupting brain activity in sleeping mice can stop animals remembering things that they learned during the day before they went to sleep. So... Maybe there is something in all those stories about doing exam revision just before you go to bed. Uh, By switching off certain brain cells while mice are asleep, and especially if uh, it's during rapid eye movement sleep, the mice failed subsequent memory tests. Well, BBC science reporter Jonathan Webb uh, came in earlier. How do you test a mouse's memory? Well, if you imagine a mouse in a lab, say you present it with two different objects on one day and uh, being the usual...